Okay, let's see here. It's 10 December. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. The Gospel. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, uh, let's see here. We've got um, uh, Sheila Brown. We've got her visiting from New York. She's never uh, been to this church before, but she's been online with us for a long time. And uh, she was telling us how she came across the church. She was online, I don't know, looking for something, and she saw this guy that looked like he had a turban on his head. And uh, she said, but he had a swirly mustache. And so she said, oh, I'll see what this is all about. And uh, uh can't get rid of her, I guess. So she's been staying with us last night and tonight, and then uh, tomorrow she's going to go out with uh, my wife and my mother and uh, to the Ringling Museum and, you know, do some things like that. And uh, I won't be going because it's sermon typing day. And I told her, when you see me not say good morning, it just means that I'm engrossed in the sermon. I just, I get lost in there, but I can't tell you how wonderful it is to have you here and to thank you for making this effort. She played bluegrass for us before we started, and it was just so precious. I got to hear him yesterday, and because I did, I was refreshed hearing him today, and it'll sink into my head more than yours. So if you're uh, jealous about that, you'll be able to watch it online. Um, And then finally, Nuke is leaving tomorrow, or he's leaving right after church today so we can get to work tomorrow. Um, Once again, as last week, he uh, was uh, he is the main moderator of the Superior Word channel, and uh, he said, somebody asked him today, how many people have you blocked? And he said, 50% of the world's population. So he's getting rid of all the lefties, and we'll just have, you know, people that care about the word here shortly. <laughs> all right, let's see here. We got some news from Israel, uh, from the Business Insider. Uh, it just, it's maddening to me to read this article. It may not be to you. I sent it to a a friend who uh, sent me something back on it, and it didn't seem to bother him as much, but it really, really bothers me. And you'll know why when we get down towards three quarters of the way through the article. Israel lets AI help it figure out where to bomb in war-torn Gaza, and the number of targets has skyrocketed. I have no problem with that. That's how you win a war. After nearly a month of war, the IDF revealed that it was relying on an AI system to help determine where in Gaza it should bomb. It's part of an operation known as the Target Factory, which has increased the number of strike locations available to the military by over 70,000% since the system first became functional. The Target Factory, or more officially the Targeting Directorate, is a unit tasked with cybersecurity, decoding, and research. During the ongoing conflict, it has worked with other intel units to quickly find targets so strikes can then be carried out against them. The AI system that powers the targeting directorate absorbs intelligence and rapidly produces uh, recommended targets for a researcher in an attempt to not just match but exceed what a human might otherwise suggest. We do not compromise the quality of the intelligence and produce targets for precise attacks on infrastructure associated with Hamas, inflicting great damage on the enemy and minimal harm to those not involved. We work without compromise when defining who and what the enemy is. Hamas terrorists are not immune, no matter where they hide. 
An investigation into the intense Israeli bombing campaign of Gaza describes how AI contributes to the extensive targeting which has leveled entire neighborhoods in the coastal enclave. The report cites Israeli intelligence sources in explaining that the AI system called the Gospel produces recommendations for targeting homes or areas where suspected Hamas or Palestinian Islamic Jihad militaries might reside, which can then be hit with airstrikes. Now, I really, I came to that and I freaked out. There is one gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That means the good news, okay? When you co-opt a name like that, it really disturbs me. They are trusting, just the way the Bible has said from the very beginning, their inception, they are trusting in themselves, they're trusting in their own righteousness, their own deeds. This is why they're going through the tribulation period, is because they have the gospel to identify their enemies instead of having Jesus in the gospel of Christ to identify the true enemy, which is sin. And until that happens, they are going to suffer. If you disagree with me, that is A-OK. But I just, I just really, really broke down when I saw that they had used the name, the gospel, to identify something to take lives. I don't care what else they called it, you know, destroy Hamas or, you know, whatever. It doesn't make any difference. But when you use something like that, it, to me, it's like saying we're calling it the Jesus factor. It's, it makes no difference. The gospel is the gospel, and there's one gospel. So just so you know where I stand on that. Sources also said that the Israeli military knows in advance how many civilians might be killed in attacks on residences, and strikes are determined based on assessments of the potential collateral damage. One former Israeli intelligence officer told the outlets that the gospel system creates mass assassination factory with an emphasis on quantity and not on quality. Once again, that's okay with me. But what I would like to see Israel do is accept the gospel, the mass assassination factory of sin. That's what I'd like to see. It's not happening. The IDF is currently focusing on eliminating the threat from Hamas. Questions of this kind will be looked into in a later stage. Israel's use of AI is not necessarily a new concept in warfare. There are examples of its use amid the ongoing Russian and invasion of Ukraine, and the U.S. and China are also developing weapons that can select targets autonomously. I don't think any of them are called the gospel. From Al Jazeera, U.S. sends bunker buster bombs to Israel for war on Gaza, report says. Good. I'm glad they're doing that. These people are buried deep in the ground, and that's how you get rid of them. The U.S. is given so-called bunker buster bombs and an array of other munitions to Israel for its war on Gaza. Washington has transferred 100 BLU-109 bombs to Israel that are meant to penetrate hardened structures before exploding. The bomb carries a warhead weighing more than 1,980 pounds and has previously been used by the U.S. in conflicts, including the war in Afghanistan. The report said a surge of U.S. arms to Israel since the start of the war has included 15,000 bombs and 57,000 150-millimeter artillery shells that have primarily been carried on C-17 military cargo planes. Now, remember, those 57,000 artillery shells were in Israel just a few months ago, and Biden saw it fit to take them out of Israel and send them to Ukraine, not realizing that there was going to be a war. So what do we do? We waste another $52 million shipping them right back where they belonged in the first place. So that's beside the issue, but... 
whatever. Washington has also sent more than 5,000 unguided MK-82 bombs, more than 5,400 MK-84 bombs, and about 1,000 GBU-39 small diameter bombs, and approximately 3,000 JDAMs, a guidance kit that turns unguided bombs into precision-guided munitions, it said. From the Messenger. Red Cross refused to bring medicine to Israeli hostage on verge of death. I mean, they are getting worse and worse and worse by the day. Uh, the Red Cross used to actually mean something. It really doesn't anymore. The family of an elderly Israeli hostage claims the IRC refused to bring her medical aid after she was freed from captivity by Hamas militants. The Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation reported that Alma Avraham, 84 years old, was transferred to a hospital over the weekend in critical condition after she was released by Hamas. Avraham was among the hostages released on the third day of the ceasefire between Hamas and Israeli forces. Doctors said they examined her upon her release and found she had complex medical conditions and required several heart medications. Family members met with the Red Cross representatives who twice rejected their request to get medications for Avraham. From the Western Journal, first American hostage released under ceasefire deal is relative of Dem donor who bought Hunter Biden's art. Just so you know, that was about a week and a half ago they released this person, but it just happened to be somebody that was buying Hunter Biden's junk. Okay, we got some news from Christianity. Uh, before I give you our first article, Nathan, this is a guy that contacted me some years ago. I have officially caught up to you in all judges. Yes, I have listened to all sermons in order from Genesis to Joshua to include Ruth, Jonah, and Esther. It has taken me from January 2020 until now, December 6, 2023. So hats off to Nathan. Uh, we had somebody did this uh, a couple weeks ago. I reported on that and now him. And what an achievement, because that's not a small number of sermons. And to look at this face that many times, I'm not sure what it says about him, actually. But all right, from LifeSite News. Okay, I understand that I'm not going to pronounce this right. So if you're French, please don't get upset. Block Quebecois bill seeks to eliminate religious belief as a defense against hate speech. Now, that sounds great, doesn't it? Not so much. On November 28th, Bloc Québécois, which is Quebec up in Canada, leader Yves Francois Blanchet tabled Bill C-367, which aims to eliminate the provisions for religion to be used as a defense against hate speech charges, alleging that the change is necessary given the rise in anti-Semitic attacks in Canada since the Israel-Hamas war broke out in early October. So they're using anti-Semitism as a ruse to get this in. The bill would amend the criminal code to eliminate as a defense against willful promotion of hatred or anti-Semitism the fact that a person in good faith expressed or attempted to express by an argument an opinion on a religious subject or an opinion based on a belief in a religious text. You can see where this is going now. Trudeau responded to the bill saying, we will be looking at my honorable colleague's bill to see whether it can help combat hate and incitement of violence. This is a complex issue, but we are here to work constructively to protect Canadians. Jack Fonseca of Campaign Life Coalition said, I fear this bill is not at all about protecting Jews from violence. I believe its real purpose is to allow Christians to be charged with hate speech in the future. 
for expressing peaceful biblical beliefs about homosexuality and transgenderism, which is exactly why they're doing this. They're using anti-Semitism as a pretext to get this in. This report would have me banned from Canada. If I ever went there, then I would have to go to prison in Canada. That's all this is doing. They're going to say, that guy is, you know, anti-homosexual, and the Bible is. The Bible says this is perversion. And if I espouse that and I went up to Canada, somebody would have me arrested. Okay, that's what this is about. Calls to violence should obviously be prosecuted, Fonseca explained. However, hateful speech that does not constitute a call to violence should be countered in a democratic society with good speech that exposes the hate for what it is. Censoring hateful speech, which doesn't constitute a call to violence, simply drives it underground and allows it to fester and grow even more aggressively in the shadows, he continued. This is another reason why preserving free speech in Canada is so important and worth tolerating opinions that we find ugly and offensive. Censorship is not the answer. I find what they post on gay sites ugly and offensive, but they would never be targeted, not in a million years, because this one says it's for religious purposes. So they can say whatever they want, but we can't say what they're saying is wrong. That's what this is doing. This block Quebecois bill is just a Trojan horse to enable future pogroms against Christians and any religious believer from other faiths who publicly disagree with LGBT ideology. That's exactly what's happening. Mail online. Pope Francis kicks conservative U.S. Cardinal Raymond Burke out of his Vatican apartment and stripped some of his salary after he criticized the pontiff's pro-LGBT stamps. Breitbart, noted climate scientist Pope Francis to COP28. Climate has run amok. Planet is overheating. So he's a specialist now on this. Pope Francis sent a message to the COP28 UN Climate Summit decrying the unbridled exploitation of the environment by first world nations. The Pope went on to insist that the footprint of a few nations is responsible for a deeply troubling ecological debt towards many others. The fact is that India and China produce more garbage and more what they call global warming gases than we ever have, ever. But a few nations, and you know who they're talking about. Therefore, it would only be fair to find suitable means of remitting the financial debts that burden different peoples, not least in light of the ecological debt that they are owed. A couple months ago, I reported on the plastic disposal in the world. What is the most disposing, and I'm talking about not properly disposing of plastic on the planet. Who was it? It was the Philippines. By far. Not a small amount. By far. The Philippines, they take everything and throw it and it ends up in the river and goes right out into the ocean. So they owe us an ecological debt and they should be reimbursing us trillions of dollars. But no, that'll never happen. He is working on wealth redistribution. Let's start with the Vatican. So let's start with the Vatican, absolutely. <laughs> Along with capitalist greed, the culprits behind climate change also include nationalists who refuse to get with the globalist program Francis suggested. Guys, he is a bad, bad person. Breitbart, West Virginia High School approves student-led Bible study club. Kanawha County Schools said the study will take place before class begins at South Charleston High School. According to the guidance issued in May by the DOE under the Equal Access Act, 
a public secondary school receiving federal funds that creates a limited open forum may not refuse student religious groups access to that forum. They wanted this to be an all-out Muslim targeting of America. These people took advantage of it. That's what's happening. The guidance states that a limited open forum exists whenever such school grants an offering to or opportunity for one or more non-curriculum related student groups to meet on school premises during non-instructional time. Adding that allowed activities could include a voluntary and student-initiated prayer service, scripture reading, or other worship exercise. So there you go. The Christians are at least taking advantage of something that the federal government has been trying to force on us to get other agendas out. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast in Africa today. Gateway Pundit. Israeli hostage held for 50 days in attic by UN Nations teacher as Biden continues to fund UNRWA terrorists. He's given them $700 million, I think. He's just funding terrorists, and this is a teacher in the UN that was hiding hostages. Several hostages released by Hamas have testified that they were held in homes of so-called UN workers who are affiliated with Hamas. Joe Biden gave the terror group, yes, here it is, $730 million via UNRWA grants. So he is funding terrorism. We've been saying this all along. Here's proof of it right here. The hostage said the teacher who held him captive was a father of 10 children who barely provided food or medical attention and locked the hostage away. Another abductee was held captive by a Gazan doctor who simultaneously cared for children. These are not isolated incidents. These civilians are terrorists. The Palestinians are the only refugee group in the world with their own UN agency, UNRWA, with 30,000 employees, 99% of whom are Palestinians. All UNRWA employees in the Gaza Strip serve at the beck and call of Hamas, who station rockets in UNRWA schools and plunder UNRWA warehouses. UNRWA schools extol martyrs like Dalal Mugrabri and terrorists like Laila Khaled and teach children to want to grow up to kill Jews. UNRWA is essentially Hamas's aid agency. That's your tax dollars at work. Human events. Irish Prime Minister, I talked about that lunatic last week, we'll hear some more, demands people stop connecting crime with immigration. Irish Prime Minister Vara Dakar requested that the recent stabbing attack of women and children at a school committed at random, allegedly by a crazed Algerian immigrant, not be blamed on migration. I really would ask people to try and avoid connecting crime with migration. It's not right. The Algerian was known to police, and he was previously slated for deportation after being arrested in 2003. That's 20 years ago, folks. However, after a judicial review in the high court, his deportation order was revoked. In 2008, the DOJ granted the man leave to stay in Ireland. One said he was due to be deported 20 years ago, but fought the order for five years. He eventually obtained an Irish passport. National suicide, one nation after another. Zero hedge. Irish government moves to crack down on free speech after anti-immigration riot. You can't acknowledge that it was an immigrant that did it. They don't want you ever saying that. And as I said last week, there was nothing in the news reports. It took a week for me to find out where he was from because somebody from somewhere posted it elsewhere. 
Newsmax. Arab leaders to Israel annihilate Hamas. Arab leaders to Israel annihilate Hamas. Arab leaders are ultimately viewing Hamas as a dangerous domestic enemy on their lands. So they're urging Israel to keep fighting in Gaza after the operation to return hostages taken by Hamas. Publicly, some of them, like Egypt and Jordan, are falling in line with public opinion in their countries and condemning the civilian deaths caused by Israel's military response. But behind the scenes, almost every leader in the region, including in most of the Gulf states, is urging Israel to end the war only after Hamas is defeated, since they view the organization as a dangerous domestic enemy. Not going to hear that in most places. Breitbart, Paris terror attack, one killed, two injured by Allah Akbar knifemen. The attacker was also reportedly known by French intelligence services for suspected connections to radical Islamist groups, as well as for having psychological disorders. Every single article I've ever read on these people doing these things, they already knew that he was psychologically disordered because he's part of Islam. Times of Israel, man who killed tourists near Eiffel Tower in Paris had sworn allegiance to ISIS. They knew it, they were aware of it, and people lost their lives because of it. And they won't get rid of these people. Now something interesting from Mongolia. From India today, did anybody hear about what happened in Mongolia over the past weekend? Marvelous. Very, very cool. Very rare. Skies in Mongolia mysteriously turned blood red. Pictures show eerie phenomena. Go home and type that in. Blood red skies in Mongolia. They're very, very beautiful. In an extraordinary celestial display, the skies over Mongolia turned deep blood red as the country experienced one of the rarest auroral events. The intense coloration is attributed to the initial impact of a significant solar storm that collided with Earth. The phenomenon known as an aurora typically occurs closer to the poles and is often what color? Green, there you go, green in color. However, the auroras seen in Mongolia were of a strikingly crimson hue, a rarity caused by the interaction of solar particles with oxygen at high altitudes where the atmosphere is much thinner. It is really cool. If you want to see spooky, type that in and take a look. Or watch this report again because it'll be on there. I've got photos of it and just... You can memorize everything I said on this report or something, whatever. Okay, Daniel 12 technology. From New Scientist, Deep Mind AI can beat the best weather forecasts, but there is a catch. What do you think the catch is? Anybody? Okay, I'll give you my opinion at the end, but you'll be able to figure it out about three quarters of the way down. Existing weather forecasts are based on mathematical models which use physics and powerful supercomputers to deterministically predict what will happen in the future. These models have slowly become more accurate by adding finer detail, which in turn requires more computation and therefore even more powerful computers and higher energy demands. Reme Lam, I hope I pronounced that right, at Google DeepMind and his colleagues have taken a different approach. Their GraphCast AI model is trained on four decades of historical weather data from satellites, radar, and ground measurements, identifying patterns that not even Google DeepMind understands. They don't know how it works, they just know it works. Like many machine learning AI models, it's not very easy to interpret how the model works. 
to make a forecast. It uses real meteorological readings taken from more than a million points around the planet at two given moments in time, which are six hours apart, and predicts the weather six hours ahead. Those predictions can then be used as the inputs for another round, forecasting a further six hours into the future. Researchers at DeepMind ran this process with data from the ECMWF to create a 10-day forecast. They say it beat the ECMWF's gold standard high-resolution forecast, the HRES, by giving more accurate predictions on more than 90% of tested data points. At some altitudes, this accuracy rose to as high as 99.7%, better than the best supercomputers. Okay, but here it is. Some meteorologists have expressed caution about turning weather forecasting over to AI. Ian Renfrew at the University of East Anglia, UK, says GraphCast currently lacks the ability to marshal data for its own starting state, a process known as data assimilation. In traditional forecasts, this data is carefully placed into the simulation after thorough check against physics and chemistry calculations to ensure accuracy and consistency. Currently, GraphCast needs to use starting states prepared in the same way by the ECMWF's own tools. Okay, what they're saying is that we need a job, we don't want to lose our job, and despite it being 90% better, and in some cases at higher altitudes, 99.7% better, we don't want to trust this. That's what's going on. That is an amazing leap of technology that they can... 90% better than, and we've got people that have done a great job with forecasting. Now, I understand the local forecast is 99.7% wrong all the time, and that's fine. But I would like to tell you about somebody. I don't think I see my mother here. She would know exactly who I'm going to talk about. We've been here since uh, 1948, and I grew up from 64 until now. And during that time, we had Weather Channel 13. Okay, Does anybody remember the weather newscaster back in the 70s? We always said, this is what we always said, don't make a peep. It's time for Roy Leap. That guy was outstanding. He would say, it's going to rain 100% today, and it did. He'd say, you're not going to get any rain today. Everybody else is saying it's going to flood Florida, and it wouldn't rain to drop. That guy knew how to predict weather better than any person ever in the history of the universe. He was outstanding. Roy Leap, good. You get a bonus point. Left out of an airplane. And his parachute didn't open. He leapt out of an airplane and his parachute didn't open. And he lived. And he lived. I did not know that. I did not know that. He died, I think, in 1989, if I remember. It was something like that. That guy was outstanding. Roy Leap. Don't make a peep. Time for Roy Leap. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including jumping out of airplanes without working parachutes and the inevitable plagues that are noted in the book of Revelation from the Gateway Pundit. New Zealand Health Ministry employee and whistleblowers home raided and arrested by police for exposing deaths linked to bad batches of COVID vaccine. Another person also targeted in the raids. This guy came out and he reported what was happening in New Zealand and they arrested him. Now he's facing prison. From the Gateway Pundit, DOD blocks U.S. Naval Medical Officer's computer access after he exposed alarming surge in heart issues among pilots following the vaccination. The data presented by Lieutenant Macy reveals a dramatic spike in various heart-related ailments among fixed-wing and helicopter pilots. 
These statistics show increases in conditions like hypertensive disease, 36%, ischemic heart disease, 69%, pulmonary heart disease, 62%, heart failure, 973%, other forms of heart disease, 63%, and cardiomyopathy, 152%, compared to the five-year average prior to 2022. The responses to our concerns from the DOD have been memorandums and letters, as in a letter displaying how they confirmed the data, but said it was due to the COVID-19 virus, even though all the issues start in 2021. Slow rolling everything has been the norm, as well as denying anything is happening. We'll take a look. On Thursday, two days after a report on this alarming incident, Mara Macy shared in a video statement that Lieutenant Ted Macy lost access to his work computer unexpectedly, an essential tool for his duties. Yeah. Zero Hedge. Texas sues Pfizer again. They did it with the children's uh, whatever, that drug I talked about two weeks ago. Now they're suing Pfizer for misrepresenting COVID-19 vaccine efficacy and conspiring to censor public discourse. According to the complaint, more Americans died in 2021 with Pfizer's vaccine available than in 2020, the first year of the pandemic. He also cites government reports concluding that in some places, deaths among vaccinated people outpaced those among unvaccinated, even on a percent basis. Paxton also accuses Pfizer of creating a false impression about the vaccine's duration of protection without having any basis. Worse, the complaint accuses Pfizer of withholding highly relevant data info from the consuming public showing that efficacy waned. Pfizer is also alleged to have made baseless claims and insinuations about the vaccine's supposed ability to thwart transmission and to be helpful against variants. And now they're being sued. Morality is declining, like in the medical field. From the Western Journal. High school that fielded trans volleyball player in defiance of state law is under investigation. Where? Florida. A South Florida high school that allowed a boy to play on a girls volleyball team in violation of state law is in hot water. The coach of Monarch High School girls volleyball side, girls, I mean, we're talking girls here. Girls volleyball side was baffled baffled after receiving a phone call from the Broward County School District six weeks after the season ended, informing him that his team was under investigation. Burgess claimed he did not know that the individual was not a girl, even though the student's family had previously mounted legal challenges against Florida's legislation on the issue. A spokeswoman for the Department of Education has since confirmed that there will be serious consequences for those responsible. Good. Good. I love our governor. I hope he stays our governor. By the way, it said a spokeswoman for the Department of Education. That means that she is a woman in Florida. Nothing else. From the post-millennial, CDC erases women from new vaccine guidance. Now gender-neutral pregnant people. They're no longer women in the CDC guidance. Are you a pregnant person? Because if you're not, you're nothing. I mean, literally. From the Washington Examiner, White House proposing to attach federal grant money to transgender ideology. OMB's grant guidance is used as a government-wide standard, which all agencies follow when allocating federal money. They're making the federal government into a lunatic asylum. From just the news, 
Biden rule takes lunch money from schools that reject progressive gender sexuality agenda. So not only they're doing it with allocating federal funds, but they're making your schools do it or they don't get money. USDA said it would expand its previous prohibition against discriminating based on sex to include discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. School lunch funding goes through the Food and Nutrition Service of the USDA. Yep. Other news. Gateway Pundit. Biden's DOJ finds Tennessee Christian Trucking Company $700,000 for requiring workers to disclose legal status. They asked the workers, are you legally here in the United States? And now they're fining them $700,000. They did this with Musk. Remember a couple months ago, or maybe even less, I told you about this. Elon Musk, and he said, you can sue me all you want, but I'll just sue you in return because he's got enough money to do that because you have other laws that say that if I hire these illegals, I will go to jail. He's in a catch-22. Well, this person here is probably not going to be able to get out of this because he's not a big company. Biden's Department of Justice has slapped a whopping 700K fine on Covenant Transport. Covenant. Covenant. And the Affiliated Transport Management Services, LLC, both stellar examples of Tennessee's robust transportation sector. The recent decision by the DOJ to impose a 700K fine on Covenant Transport, a Christian trucking company based in Chattanooga, raises significant concerns about the overreach of federal power and the disregard for the realities faced by businesses in regulating their workforce. The DOJ claims this measure is to resolve alleged violations of the anti-discrimination provision of the Immigration and Nationality Act by the Covenant and its affiliated entity, Transport Management Services, LLC. The department accuses Covenant of discriminating against non-U.S. citizen workers by requiring specific documentation to confirm their legal status to work in the United States. Now, I guarantee you that if they didn't do this, they would be charged for violating taking illegal immigrants across state borders. Mark my words, the government will find a way to charge you of a crime if they want to get rid of you as a Christian entity. This is really serious what's going on in our nation right now. From the Tallahassee Democrat, appeals court sides with DeSantis' congressional map erasing seat held by black Democrat. Only a Democrat newspaper would include the fact that he's a black Democrat. It's irrelevant. If it's not a valid district and they redistrict it, that is their right. But it's a black Democrat. The ruling by the first district court of appeal, whose members were all appointed by Republican governors, is expected to go next to the Florida Supreme Court. They're just angry that they're losing a seat, which they don't, they have no right to. Breitbart, they're the racists. The people on the left are the racists in this country. Breitbart, too bad. Lego leaves San Francisco before Christmas as retail flight continues. No more Lego for you. Breitbart, New York City bodega owners arm themselves amid surging crime. The post-millennial. D.C. police urge Canada goose wearers to keep air tags in their pockets due to thefts. Breitbart. D.C. crime. Restaurateur spends $4,000 a week on guarded security for a taco stand. Fox. Dem City chaos. Young juveniles in Minnesota increasingly committing serious crimes. Juveniles, because they know they can get away with it. The post-millennial. Seattle breaks all-time high homicide record set in 1994. Anybody see a common denominator with those titles? 
all Democrats, all Democrat problems. You don't see people wearing air tags in Florida to get to not have their clothes stolen off of their backs. Breitbart study children of conservative parents have better mental health. Ooh, my wife laughs. Breitbart electric car fire started after owner tried to pre-warm the battery with a toaster. (laughs) Yes, a toaster placed under an electric vehicle by its owner to warm up its battery likely caused a fire that destroyed the car and damaged a nearby house in southern Denmark. Yeah, Mail Online. Liberal professors, best news of the week. Liberal professors flee Florida under Ron DeSantis as over a dozen give up tenures and head as far as Canada. Just keep going, folks. Keep going. After moaning about the government's war on woke colleges, FSU reports the number of professors leaving has jumped from 23 to 37 and blames the political climate in Florida. Comes after Governor DeSantis abolished diversity funding and professors' job-for-life contracts. To me, this is a net gain for Florida, said DeSantis appointee Christopher Rufo. Wonderful news for Florida. Okay, who said it? All fiat currencies always eventually return to their intrinsic value. Zero. Warren Buffett. No. Voltaire. That's all we have at this point is a fiat currency. And someday, our currency is going to return to its value. Nothing. Okay, let's see if you can figure out what Les is talking about this week. Was this Les or Kathy? I'm sorry, I don't remember. Long, long week. Since my wife came back, it's great, but I have not caught up on things, and I haven't gotten a lot of sleep. So, um, let's see. Here we go. There's a software that says, it's good news. Well, it is for the Israeli Jews. Not so good for the peeps that give people the creeps, the jihadists, from whom hatred spews. Good stuff. Okay, got a couple ironies here for you, but uh, something encouraging before I give you our irony, something encouraging. My wife is the most beautiful woman on the planet. She is so lovely. Is that encouraging? Okay. Everybody here is encouraged. And all you ladies, I'm just saying that from my perspective. Okay? So don't feel bad. All right. um, Breitbart. Homeless woman charged with murder of influential Hollywood social justice advocate in home invasion shooting. This guy has been shooting off his mouth all over the planet about how bad the white people are. This person went in and blasted him away. Zero hedge. Private jets headed to global warming conference literally frozen on the runway. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia... I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.